Okay, people. You know it. It's Christmas fucking Eve. Whatever that means. You know, I didn't do my normal... Um, well, maybe I still will do it, but it's getting kind of late. Um, this whole Christmas thing, Xmas... Uh, the best I can say is it's the festivist for the rest of us. Because fuck baby Jesus. Okay? As in the Serbian movie, they coined a phrase, newborn porn. Okay? This disgusting movie, don't ever watch it. But it got me thinking about baby Jesus in the manger and some animals. <laughs> some porn. Yeah, we'll just leave you with that for now, but, um, you know, of course, Christmas is not even on my radar, so I'm going to just go ahead and uh, skip it for now. So, anyway, today we're talking about... And this one's a weird one, okay, so you have to pay attention very, very closely in the beginning, okay, because if you catch it halfway, just like any of my conversations, that uh, if you catch halfway, uh, half of my conversations with somebody else, you're uh, you're going to think I'm a sexist, racist fuck, you know, which is, uh, sometimes I am, but like, this, this is, um, I really wanted to get this across uh, that what we're talking about today um, and the intrinsic value of the word itself um, is all that we're talking about. I'm not talking about things that go along with it. So we're going to explore what I ideology is okay and uh, this is something that I've thought about and studied for years um, it's part of what I call the epistemology or basically that word it means the theory of knowledge okay And I have to start out by asking the question and bringing it back down to the basics. And I know it's not might sound and be a little childish, but it is going to have to be. How do we know anything at all? I mean, seriously. I don't even know if the dinosaurs really existed. I couldn't say. I guess somebody else did. And they took some pretty pictures. And school said. And they have some bones it looks like. There's lots of stories. But how do you get lots of stories about something that man wasn't even there during this time? So... When it just 
gets back to, you know, is God real? Is Jesus real? Fuck baby Jesus, is he real? Um, where did we come from? Where did it all begin? What is it all for? These questions we probably get to a lot, but we never have an answer, and we still won't. So, um, trying to ponder on this, what is actually true, what is my true truth, what is my omega point okay what is if i was to say i'm only going to have in my system is everything that i can prove myself but nothing else how much do you think I would have to talk about? Yeah, probably not a lot. Comparatively speaking, I've had a vast experiences of life. So I could talk forever about that, but in the grand scheme of everything, the totality of what we think we know, what we don't know, what the nose knows, what you don't want to know, what you don't know, what do you know, what do you know? Well, that's what I'm going to be thinking about, trying to get it out to you today. One day I I remember I was just thinking Yeah, just thinking Thinking about thought Thinking about thinking But not thinking about nothing It was so simple and so clear It just came to me Just one simple rule of for life, you know and then the rule, the number one rule for life when especially when it comes to knowledge and what is it? It's this one rule that if you could abide by this one rule be a hell of a better place and that rule is don't be ideological. That's it. Just don't be ideological. That's the whole rule, the only rule. But, of course, the trick is unpacking that statement. Because there's so much to that simple little statement but it's an extremely powerful statement. And because I myself have thought about this for years and contemplated 
I have many examples of my own mind I can bring forth for why this is true or what it really means for me. I can just tell myself, don't be ideological in some situation. And then that opens me up for then overcoming a certain obstacle that knowledge and that obstacle would be that I might have had I want to be able to help to overcome these things so I know that sounded like a bunch of gibbery juice but we're going to spend quite a bit of detail going into this statement or this rule unpacking this statement so we can just once you can understand what it really means and why it means what it means and then you can just have those four words and you could say them to yourself for the rest of your life it's going to be a very liberating one for you and you'll be shocked at where it takes you in life if you were just able to follow through on this one simple maxim of don't be ideological. Now this might seem like common sense, but don't be shaking your head if you don't know what the definition is first. Do you even know what it means? You want to turn it off because I made you mad, because you didn't know what it meant. But, you know, this isn't common sense, to be honest with you. This is very tricky. <laughs> this is subtle stuff, and subtle stuff can be very tricky. So be careful. This will really, really be worth the time to explore deeply. And that's what we're going to do. Probably about an hour, two hours. Now, ideology is the greatest obstacle to truth-seeking. Whether that be within science or within spirituality. As well, ideology corrupts both science and spirituality. And of course, it corrupts things like politics and, you know, crap that doesn't matter. But important aspects of our lives. But what really, what really is it, ideology? I came up with a definition of ideology outside the Webster's, but... Ideology is a cohesive set of beliefs. It's almost like a web of beliefs about how reality works. And not only is that, but there's a stubborn intellectual attachment that comes 
with this set of beliefs. And not only that, but almost always this set of beliefs says something about how you think things ought to be. And what I mean by that, and for an example, how people ought to behave, who they should have sex with, who they shouldn't have sex with, how government should be structured, how schools should be taught, etc., etc., etc. This component of it, okay, this component is called what I call normativity. Okay, it's the normativity. And that's normal or means what it means that not only is this something that I hold certain place very stubbornly attached to as a belief system, but that I believe that it's true for everybody else as well. Okay, now let me repeat this, okay? This component, this normativity, means that not only is this something that I hold certain and that I am stubbornly attached to as a belief system, but that I believe that it is true for everybody else, as well as they, therefore, um, I believe that everyone has to subscribe to my belief system and behave accordingly to it. And that's exactly how ideologies think. That's one of the functions. We'll get into it a little bit more in detail later about the function of ideology. But that's one of its main functions is to actually be normative to give prescriptions for behavioral or behavior and so what happens and how this happens and why this happens is that the mind and really we're talking about what we're talking about here is is the operations of the mind I've always told you about we are of mind okay this is the most fascinating thing on the planet to me uh, and this natural universe is the human mind okay I study it all the time it fascinates me I this is what all this is about now these operations of the mind the mind think the mind will think of the mind like a machine and this machine has certain dynamics and patterns and tendencies okay and so with ideology we're talking about deep characteristics of the human mind and what the human mind tends to do 
is it tends to get hung up on certain pet theories that it has and that it robotically almost defends these theories or those theories and oftentimes for the rest of its life leading to all sorts of tragic and problematic results as we'll get to um, so other symptoms that you could use for ideology that um, I have used myself in the past and I'll probably use it in the future is uh, belief dogma paradigm You've heard me call it worldview, perspective. Now, these are all identical, uh, so you can have a, a belief, but it doesn't necessarily constitute an ideology, per se. Dogma is a pretty good synonym for ideology. I say pretty good, but paradigm, paradigm, paradigm. What is Paradigm doing? Paradigm After Dark. It has its own quirks. And I've talked about paradigms in the past. And I have an entire podcast on um, talking about paradigms. Get to those. And it's a very important notion. And a paradigm is, is not necessarily an ideology. Although oftentimes they are so much alike. They're synonyms, but they're not perfect synonyms, okay? So we use these words sometimes interchangeably. But sometimes to talk about some specific important facet of how our minds work and how they get stuck with various belief systems. Now, I've got one very important misconception that we need to clear up right off the bat before people start getting all crazy now. Okay? Ideology, if you don't know, is something that's exclusive. It, it's... It's not exclusive to religion. Let's get that out of the way first. Most people think that it's exclusive to religion. And that's not at all the case. You can definitely be ideological in... a secular or rational or even scientific manner. And this is a big trap that many people fall into as they think that, well, because I'm not religious, Osiris, therefore this whole topic of ideological doesn't apply to me. This is what we want to get rid of. Now, if you're wanting to just give up right now, and you're saying, I'm all against the religions, 
I'm with you, Osiris. I'm all against the religious people. But of course, you don't realize that in doing that and in behaving in that way, you're now becoming an ideologue. Just like them scientifics or academic skeptics. They can all be ideologically incorrect. And you know, I hate to name names because I seem to name a lot of the same people in, when I'm doing it over and over and over and over again. But you know what? I kind of have to because it's just part of our culture. They're part of our intellectual culture right now. And people follow these, these scientists, these academics, these and skeptics and intellectuals, and they easily get seduced into the ideologies without realizing their ideologies because they seem secular, for example, or for example, Richard Dawkins is ideological YouTuber. And by the name of Stefan Molinex, it's another one, Bill Meyer, Mayer, whatever his name is, I can't remember. Bill Maher, I think is how he says it. Uh, Christopher Hitchens, Michael Shermer is a big ideological skeptic, which is really, really ironic because his whole shtick <laughs> is him fighting basically ideologies without realizing it. Of course, you know, why would he? Um, that skepticism in the way, that's skepticism in the way, and he's doing it very serious ideological problems. We have somebody like Sam Harris, uh, to various degrees, is ideological. Uh, the Young Turks as liberal politicians show on YouTube that's very popular. Uh, uh, as I mentioned before, Jordan Peterson, also a very, a various series, is ideological and so forth and so on. And important things, uh, the important thing that you have to understand, though, is, is as I'm mentioning these names... First of all, don't take it personally. And this is not an attack on those people. I'm simply pointing out deeper structures of the mind by using these people because many folks are familiar with their names and because it fits my needs. I need examples, hence there they are. The religious freaks, you know, religion, it's very easy for me to come up and uh, cite various religious nutcases who are ideological um, or some, you know, far right-wing po politic acts and talk show hosts who are obviously super ideological. Like, I could just come off the top of my head 
and cite certain people's But I hate getting into this name-calling, but I'm going to have to, so... Um, but at least I'm calling them by their names, retarded midgets. Um, it's really, really, really important for me to point out here, ideology, ideology comes in degrees, and it flavor, it comes in degrees, and it flavors and it can be very subtle it doesn't necessarily have to be just completely over the top raving ideological lunatic like hmm, alex jones okay you know me i love alex jones ish but he's over the top sometimes you know you know he's crazy but he's right um alex jones right you know he's always out there yelling it very loudly let's just say um sam harris i'm not saying that sam harris is in any way a copy of of, of alex jones so don't start making those weird things he's not ideal lot he's not a not an ideologue in, in the sense of Alex Jones he's an ideologue in a much more subtle manner and that's precisely why he's a good example I want you to look at his work and see how he's ideological and these people and these people are that i've mentioned uh we're going to look at it and study closely to some of their uh subtle ideological practices now when i s call someone ideological it doesn't mean that everything they say is a hundred percent wrong and that this person is bad or the person doesn't have some good ideas that might be helpful. That's not what I'm saying. Um, this is... Um, Just be careful of the nuances in some of the black and white thinking. We're not going to be using this label of ideological or, yeah, ideological um, as a label for a specific someone. And ideologue, or I, I think that's how you say it. It's such a weird ideologue, I think is how we're going to say that. I, I don't want to pin it on them like a label and then dismiss them. That's not at all what I'm saying. I don't want to demonize them. I don't want to make them sound like a bad person. 
that we should never listen to them, should never engage in conversations with them or about them or about their ideological right wing, whatever. We have to be very sensitive and let's trust me, not sensitive to being PC, but because fuck that. Um, but because that we don't want to become ideologues ourselves in calling other people ideological, you know, that in itself is an ideological is basically an ideological trap. So this requires awareness, meta awareness of what you're doing as you're doing it as you're doing an analysis many of these thinkers are pretty sophisticated thinkers some of them at some times they've had great ideas certain situations but the problem is of course is that the good ideas are mixed with various forms of sneaky ideology that oftentimes don't go unnoticed and that's actually what makes it so dangerous because when you get someone like Alex Jones mostly sane and rational people can look at him at his ideological hysteria and they can see that well I mean clearly this guy has some screws loose and uh, he's not someone that's worth taking too, too seriously if you don't know that it's pretty damn serious. But would you take him as seriously as an intellectual? But maybe some of these other people, you can easily get seduced into thinking that they're not being ideological because a lot of the times they're rational and they see seem uh, present and have good arguments and justifications and scientific studies and facts and so on. So they might even talk about spirituality. They might even talk about meditation. And they might even get you to falsely sense they might Anyway, that's what we want to stay away from. They, you know, it, we don't want to start to ideology, <laughs> ideology them. Um, but ego, that ego death, if they start to say stuff like that, put in buzzwords, and then you think they're all cool. Now, we want to be able to apply I don't know. We have to apply everything that we're going to do to ourselves. I find that to be a good way to keep check. Okay? So... 
understanding to yourself to find your own subtle ideologies. And you probably are not a raving lunatic or fanatic. You have, you know, ideologues very likely, but they're probably subtle forms of ideology. And that's precisely where this conversation will be useful to you as if you're able to use it to isolate and find those hidden unconscious ideological positions that you hold, which you maybe you never even thought were ideological in the beginning. And that's what I want to help to get to the point those points, those areas, or some person, you know, some people have ideological positions. Just because they have an ideological position doesn't mean that they, that everything they say is ideological. So I want us to, again, to be careful on the nuances. Is It's very easy to see how other people... It's very easy to look on the outside and say, hey, this person, people are ideological. Um, a lot of times, but it's often a lot harder to see how ourselves are ideological. Um, and, and this is something that sells and is addictive. And it's addictive to the mind. A very strong, juicy, mm, cohesive set of beliefs can be very addictive. Remember we talked about when I talked about the cult and how like I made the cult on the mantatee and everything. Okay, very addictive set of beliefs. Okay, it can be more addictive than coffee or sugar um, if you're a coffee Coke, but or some other chemicals. Um, but uh, to me, I, I I equate it really with crack. Crack is whack, but it's coming back like Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston. Um, but it's crack. It's mind crack. <laughs> okay. Um, so the mind ideology can be like crack. That's what ideology is. It's crack. Think of crack. Crack for the mind. And of course, drugs sell very, very well. Precisely because they're addictive, such as cigarettes, you know. Because people keep coming back, back back and that's why a lot of these public intellects and public figures they make entire careers around their ideological beliefs set of beliefs because because that's perfect for their career they can keep publishing books and videos courses and seminars and speaking tours you know i could do that for the rest of my life um if I was trying to sell a juicy ideology, 
and then if my ideology is kind of ideology that is useful, for example, as certain politicians or people in power, then I could actually get money from them to peddle this ideology because it becomes very useful to those in power. For you know, whatever you know, and what you know, if you use it for nefarious purposes, they themselves are the true believers, usually someone who spreads the ideology has already been infected by themselves. So they started to, they believe their own ideologies. And um, this is what makes them really good at speaking because it's like a lie that they believe the lie. So it seems like they're really into it because they believe the lie. It also f helps sell that to others. You don't, you know. Some people could do it just for the money. They don't really believe in it. But I'm not saying many of these people are doing it purely for money. Um, but they are. Uh, and that's why I'm not doing it for money. Um, but the money kind of feeds into their already existing passion about these ideas that they love. And I love to study ideology, by the way. Or I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Um because it has so many deeper inner workings of the human mind and it really helps me to use it like a mirror on myself to see how I am misusing my own mind. So I love to study neo-Nazis and Alex Jones types and conspiracy theorists and arrogant scientists and atheists and rationalists, uh, cults, of course, and just generally a history of knowledge looking through history of philosophy and the history of science, the history of politics, are just looking for how people are misusing their minds to create these various kinds of ideologies, which have existed since the dawn of time. And then there's all sorts of nasty stuff that happens. There's also how they rationalize it to themselves because all of these people, when they are preaching the ideology, they don't really understand what they're doing. They really believe it's so deeply. And these examples are what I'll give you about mm, 
ideology, materialism, scientific, scientism. Athe- okay, let me re- back that up a little bit. So, I'm going to give a list of ideology. What is ideological, but just get to give you some examples, just so we're all on the same page. Materialism, scientism, um, atheism, libertarianism, Ayn Rand, capitalism, socialism, Christianity, Catholicism, Islam, Hinduism, Judaism, logical positivism, rationalism, empiricism, behaviorism, Hare Krishna, Scientology, Darwinism, Creationism, Flat Earthers, and all sorts of other kinds of conspiracy theories, um, which there are too many for me to sit here and name. To enumerate here, Alex Jones, uh, Fox News, Nazism, Nationalism, uh, sports, actually is an ideology, can be an ideology, uh, or people become ideological about sports. So their favorite sports teams, um, as you know, Cowboys and Indians, uh, conservatism, communism, nihilism, racism, morality. That's a rough one right there. We'll get a lot more into that. Morality is largely rooted in an ideology. So we'll, like I said, we'll get to that. Uh, Mormonism, Buddhism. And it's very interesting because Buddhism has a lot of really good stuff in it. And it's um, very profound teachings I found in Buddhism, but... It, but you also have to be careful because people start to take it on as an ideology. Um, Tao, the Tao movement, the men's rights movement, the red pill pickup, feminism, skepticism. Um, if you're very careful with skepticism, because might be skepticism, <laughs> because uh, you might think that skepticism is actually the exact opposite of ideology, but actually the way that most people practice skepticism these days, that is how I see it. So that's kind of how I'm, why I'm saying that. It's been turned into an ideology in itself. Then we have postmodernism, passism, um, I'm running out of isms. Now, no more isms then. Uh, veganism, vegetarianism, can't forget about those people. Um, 
Now, again, just because I might have listed your favorite ideology here or one that you subscribe to, and I don't want everybody to get all offended because I named your name, like one of your little things. I don't want you to be misunderstood, and I don't want to be misunderstood as saying that everything about that ideology is wrong. Oftentimes, an ideology can contain some deep truths, like Buddhism can contain some deep truth. Christianity has some content in it. I'm not going to even go there, but that contains some probably deep truths. Veganism and pacifism can contain some deep truth. Skepticism can contain some deep truth. Um, so I guess that's the key point is these ideologies are taken on with good intentions okay so you have to make a distinction and that distinction has to be between the content of an ideology and being ideological yourself you see how these are two separate things so the real problem with ideology is not really the content per se. It's how one goes about it, how one holds it to be, how it is the fact that one's attached to it and that one clings to it. And then one builds an entire identity out of it. Kind of like when I went over worldview. It's the same kind of thing. Your entire life becomes about it, through it. And that's the real problem because that then creates closed-mindedness and stubbornness which leads to all sorts of problems that we'll be covering here in a moment so you know um, i'm not saying that everything that feminists talks talk about is wrong i mean there are definitely very important insights that feminists brought to the table that were very nece necessary and important for the liberation of women's and all rights, but it also can be easily become an ideology. So it's possible that you want equality for women and that you generally subscribe and believe in, for example, that the values of feminism without being ideology, ideological about it Whereas other people, they can believe the same, same damn shit, but then they become ideological about it, and that's what's inherently what we don't want.
So I had mentioned sports earlier and I heard a lot of rumblings. So like I said, we can watch sports and not become ideological about it. Cowboys. Um, it is possible just to watch the sports and just enjoy some sports without being an ideologue. So I'm not saying that all sports are bad or I'm saying Christianity is bad or evil or all postmodernism is bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying don't be ideological about these things. Remember, it's just the one rule, people, the one rule. Don't be ideological. And unfortunately, it's almost, you can almost turn anything into it being uh, ideological. Ideology is not baked into the content, if you will, of, the, uh, of your beliefs. Ideology is your mode of holding the belief such that it's not a question of God or no God, science or religion. No, that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're, it's about. That's, that's a debate about um, content. That's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is the meta structure. You can hold God in an ideological manner or not. You can hold not God the same way. You could believe that there is no God. And you can do that in an ideological manner. Or not. Or a non-ideological manner. You see, to be very careful about these things and these distinctions. And why I continue to harp on them is nobody... Because it's only these sensitive things that people get ideological about. Okay? No one gets ideologically or about bananas. Okay? You know me and my bananas, but no one gives a shit about... <laughs> no one's taking the bananas ideologically. Okay? Bananas. What else... I, well, I always like to give examples of things like, so the bananas are horses, maybe sunsets, diapers for sure. Um, diapers, no one's ideological about diapers, I don't think, except the diaper genie, but. And it's not, the, these people, it's... This isn't what meets the criteria for being ideological. And that's, a, that's another thing that I really want to like, <coughs> touch on. 
why people get ideological um, about certain things in the first place. And as we go on and explore deeper and deeper and get into the roots of why ideology exists at all and what functions does it have and what functions does it serve for the mind, if the mind is doing it itself, the mind is doing it to itself. And it's expending a lot of time and energy doing it. which it does it so pervasive across all human cultures found on every continent in the world and um, just about every era or generation for the last 5,000 fucking years, which in the case is so pervasive that what what is the mind actually getting out of it? I, I constantly ask why is it doing this? What is it getting out? That's what another thing we're going to explore. But first here, I need to tell you that, you, that the things that people really get ideological about, and you're going to start to see some of these reasons and some of these uh, deep, deep commonalities, People get most ideological about our identity issues like gender, sex, race, ethnicity, culture, equality, civil rights, metaphysical issues, cos cosmology issues pertaining to the core of what you think reality is or to truth people get very ideological about what the truth is. And that's, as I started this speech, talk, whatever off as is, you know, was asking that question. What is the truth? And truth automatically just rolls right into religion and religion to God, and these are the, some of the most ideological topics, along with morality. People tend to have very firm and stubborn positions about what they think is right or wrong. Okay? Really, really strong positions they have about what they think is right and wrong. What you think is right and wrong, what I think is right and wrong, is not the same. Okay? That goes hand in hand with good and evil. Basically, issues of life and death. And look at all of this. It should give you a little clue as to what it is really going on in the mind when you see these patterns. And I'll talk about these patterns a little later. Now, we go on to the livelihood of 
each person in the livelihood that relates to the ability to feed yourself okay this is something that people tend to get ideological about and of course it goes along with politics and power and see these commonalities these identities they they identify metaphysics life and death livelihood power sounds like what to you what does that sound like sounds like it's all about the ego to me and that's what i came up with it sounds like it's very egotistical ideological is ego driven so that gave me a different direction to go down or a direction to go down now you'll be surprised at the weird places you'll find this ideology at most unusual places like for example your video games i use this example over and over again because this is what you guys do so video games you wouldn't think video games and it cracks me up because we you wouldn't think that the video games well i mean video games are video games um but even video games are just like they're very lighthearted and fun but not anymore i mean we used to have zelda now we have I don't know what the hell you guys are playing now. And what is it to be ideologically in video games? Well, if you're a gamer and you're into game culture and you hang around on online gaming forums and whatever, you know just how ideological people can get about video games and this isn't video games just video games okay this is levels upon levels of it you got fanboys who are into the xbox or they hate the playstation but they love the xbox or vice versa they love the playstation or the nintendo fans who but they hate sony you got other ones who are just like playing games and they're kind of like maybe they don't really care they like microsoft sony and nintendo to them it's all good as long as the game is good but then you got those fanatics who are like nah fuck that not even if the game is good do we like sony or um, you know whatever that's pretty much a travesty to me um they get into a flame flame wars and debates and this goes on in course uh, because games are young gamers are usually this young younger um teens in their early 20s 
and they start to develop an identity around their gaming and they get hardcore about their gaming and then because they get it but I don't know I think it's it would be absolutely silly to be ideological about video games or about a game council but also you find it for example um, in the weightlifting and fitness with the diet people um, yeah the runners they get ideological about different kinds of diets be it vegan vegetarian meeting carnivores uh, whatever the fucking diets are keto or what I don't even know what they are anymore powerlifting bodybuilding you know whatever you're doing But there's different other systems, but it's all the same. You see what I'm getting from the fitness routines to the video games. Um, art people can become ideological about art, of all things. Do you think art? I mean, what is there to be ideologically about art? If you're in the critic world, you know, people can get very ideological about various art styles, what they think, uh, what they think avant-garde is, or what they think uh, deserves to be, to be avant-garde, what genres are what, uh, music's the same way. You know, if they're uh, what's good and what's bad, what's uh, what's the right kind of school of impressionism, abstract impressionism, different schools of thought that exist within art historically. There have been a lot of controversies with various art movements and people becoming close-minded to new forms of art and therefore criticizing and bashing except they embrace whatever they're embracing. So basically any content at all is basically could be turned ideologically depending on how you hold it within yourself whether you want to build an identity around it but a lot of content just isn't worth building an identity around and a lot of it is very dependable depending dependent on your culture so in certain cultures during certain eras of human history people would build entire identities about art, about fine art. Right now in our current era, our current Western culture, most people don't care about fine art. So it seemed pretty silly 
So instead, they build an identity and become ideological around video games or weightlifting or diet and exercise or whatever. And in 500 years, people will be coming ideological about something or other. Who knows? Um, some computer AI or something. Some new gadget that comes out, you know, VR, AR. They'll turn ideological about. And <coughs> video games will be a thing of the past. And they'll look to say, how could have anybody been ideological about video games? So it's very much dependent on where you're at, what issues your culture's facing, and also what kind of new stuff is in your culture, what it's developing. Um, what is offending people now, the status quo, the PC, um, whatever somebody's trying to protect nowadays or you know the retardation of um imbeciles i don't know but it's always threatening to undermine the spiraling dynamics that it's illuminating here and there Um, I really want to go in a different direction because this seems so dry. It, and because if And we'll start in a new direction. How's this? What is it, if you could look at yourself and say, what is your biggest ideology that you have? Just think about it. Don't, don't say it out loud or we're not going to discuss it, so just keep it into your own head. And really think about that. And like intent, like, kind of gauge that and put it on a sliding color scale, being the white light spectrum intensity. <coughs> so red would be the lowest intensity, violet would be the highest intensity. 
that intensity would be the intensity of the ideology that you have. The number one one. So just kind of think about that one. What color that it illuminates. Okay. Now, if you really have gotten that down and thought about it, now what we're going to do with that. is we're going to try to understand exactly that. Understand ideology. It's starting to understand the meta stuff that I'm talking about. Okay, uh, these meta mechanics um, You still got a hold of your ideology, right? And your color. Now, remember that this medic mechanics, uh, this ideology is not particularly one type of belief. It's not particular to religion or it's not particular to capitalism or whatever. It's a very general, generalized function of the mind, okay? And that as the mind develops, as culture develops, as humanity develops, the content always changes, okay? But the ideology stays. And of course, it's also lessons and lessons and lessons as our consciousness rises, but it's still there and yellow starts to become aware that it's really... orange or whatever color that ideology you have is or maybe you're still stuck in blue or orange or green to rise up to yellow and people are ideological about the colors now see how it could be a ideal ideology inside of an ideology So if we look at, uh, firstly, every ideology is conceptual and belief-based, okay? So apply that to yours. It's conceptual and belief-based. And it's dependent on language to survive. In fact, it's impossible to have ideology without language and without concepts and without thinking that's pretty important that <coughs> while well, might seem obvious but it's pretty important and just really think about that one um, 
if there is no language and no conceptualizing, there would be no ideology, ideologies whatsoever of any kind. I mean, imagine how radically different the world would be or would actually look without any ideologies of any kind, without any other, other stuff I mentioned because it would be impossible. So just important to just understand uh, that, that ideology is something your mind is doing and also that there's stuff outside of your mind called reality. And reality is not limited to just what is happening inside your mind. Reality is not limited to your conceptualizations. So, in fact, you can sit right where you're sitting now and stop all your conceptualizing. And see? We'll see what that world looks like with no ideologies whatsoever. Because that an ideology is only going to occur when your mind is active on an active course. And it assumes that you can actually quiet it down um, for more than three seconds, which most people can't do um, without years of meditation. But... Anyway, you can kind of verify what I'm saying. Don't believe me. Verifying everything that I am saying in the direct experience or the now. Um, to stop your mind and see... If there's any ideologies possible when your mind is not active, was my big test. When you're not thinking, so there's that common core or that core commonality but also another commonality for all ideologies is that every ideology feels true, right? It has that inherent truth about it. And due to confirmation, uh, confirmation bias, because the mind will cherry pick the evidence it needs to support its ideology and to justify <coughs> itself. And it will <clears throat> see very, it'll seem very convincing. That the ideology that you have, it's going to feel like it's the truth. But it, you have to understand in reality that you're, you have to figure this out and it's going to feel like delauded. <laughs> Delauded, deluded. Um, it's going to feel very deluded, um, and it's very tricky because you're you're relying on your own senses of trust, basic truthfulness. Uh, 
you're going to question yourself, basically, is what it comes down to. Um, should you believe yourself? And if not, why? And if not, why? Why? How? When? Would these be times to not believe yourself? Um, what kind of feelings are attached to these? Um, and your mind's just going to go with whatever that, you know, it, like I said, it'll cherry pick it. And that's the very, very tricky dynamic of the mind right there that should raise a lot of doubt within each one of us about how confident we feel about whatever you think is true. And here we go back onto this again. This think that is true. This is the most dangerous because whatever you think is true also, every ideology basically claims absolute truth for itself, even ideologies who don't believe in absolute truth. But to give you a real example, relativism, like postmodernism, doesn't believe in an absolute truth. But then what it does, ironically, is that it holds that relativism as the absolute truth. And that sort of points to an ideology claim of an absolute truth. Also, already, all ideologies... Ide ideologies are arrogant fundamental arrogances it's arrogance is involved to hold an idea okay let me repeat this one because this is a very key point because to hold an ideology means that you are certain that what you have, what you believe, what you hold is correct and the truth and that you really understand reality and you must convince yourself of this. That's a lot to do. And to convince yourself, you must think that you've got it actually. Fundamentally, you believe that you've got it all figured out, or at least reality, because if you didn't believe that you had it all figured out, then why would you be so insistent on the position you take or you hold about whatever it is that you're clinging to or this belief system. If you were truly doubtful about something that you believed, you wouldn't be ideological about it. You would be sort of a wishy-washy. You would get very, you wouldn't get as passionate and emotional about it. Um, 
because you're not sure. When you're really not sure, the reason this is, is arrogance, is because you're grossly underestimating reality itself. And this is a common, common position in ideological aspects. And it's one that's gross, grossly underestimated in reality itself. The fundamental arrogance is, the fundamental arrogance is that you believe that you have actually figured it all out. That's why everybody says, I know enough to know that I know nothing. That's reality. We don't understand reality. How vast reality is and how little of it that we really understand. Or even the stuff that you think you do understand. How long it is. that you've thought that way because we truly don't know anything But anyway, it's more thinking. Um, let's I can um, give you a few examples, a few models of some mathematical formulas. of reality but that mathematical reality is an ideological fun fundamentally anyway um, All ideologies are fundamentally stubborn, okay, and are closed-minded. That's the point of having an ideology, is to close your mind down, to further inquiry. All ideologies refuse to what? Self-reflect, to turn inwards. It is very important for us uh, to feature... That is a commonality that it's not interested in turning inwards and really deeply questioning your, its own assumptions because ideology would fall apart at that point because they believe that there's the truth. It's almost like a narcissist. I've already got the truth. 
is what it says from the ideology, the ideologue's perspective. Except, of course, they're forgetting one thing, and that is the truth may not be the truth on all points. They don't see their own inner workings. They lack awareness of the dynamics of the mind, which is what I love to talk about. Um, Anyway, it becomes fanatical. And uh, I know this was a very confusing aspect of things, but... But do some self-reflection on which ones the, these ideological belief systems find yours and, you know, put that color to it and work on that. Try not to get emotional about it because once the emotions get attached to it, it's trouble. It's like a relationship. So don't forget how much it'll actually control every parts of your body from your philosophies. Uh, they govern how you live your life, basically, uh, your opportunities in life. They govern who you can and can't have sex with. They govern who you will marry and they do govern uh, who you're going to support as a leader of your your tribe or, uh, you know, whoever you're voting for, they're going to govern where you work, uh, how you earn a livelihood. And you see all of this is life and death shit. And it all comes from the ideological point of view. So be careful because that can get projected upon and demonized and now the last uh, case or whatever I want to talk about is the common is a common element of all ideologies and that common element they cause suffering they do various degrees of suffering. Now, I'm not saying that they're all the same. Some ideologies can cause uh, the suffering of millions of people, and some ideologies, they just cause the suffering within you internally. Oftentimes, it's not actually both. Most ideologies, ideolog ideologies do both 
do both, especially if it's a widely adopted ideology, um, it will actually end up harming many millions of people, as you can see with religion and uh, how much damage that can do to people and their psyche, physically in the physical realm, but also psychologically. Um, it can damage them as well with the Catholic guilt and the shame and all that crap, the criticism and the blame and the self-hatred and the hatred of other people and the toxicity and the negativity, negativity and all of the, all that, all ideologies also are incapable of explaining all of the reality itself. All ideologies are necessarily, they're not partial like, um, to, any reality itself which is why they are not absolute truths and the reason you can't explain all of reality itself with an ideology why it's because all of reality is infinite okay and that infinite your explanations will always be finite that deeper point is kind of the opposite or you can't turn infinity into a belief so reality is itself encapsulated in down to a belief system that's kind of what it's squished into whatever if it's symbolic or conceptual it doesn't matter and so all the explanations of reality will always fall short of that because your reality it's itself because you're trying to explain it as part of a total incomplete problem. Anyway, before this gets all, this has already gone a little too crazy and we all know what I'm talking about, um, kind of work on that, think about it, um, now, to finish up on our um, goings about, um, we want to start over between the way that mathematics works into all this and I guess if we were to say
Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I can go there. So we're going to... And I just don't even know where to start with it. So do you have any questions about... Okay. Sorry about that. You guys can't hear that on the podcast, but the class is asking questions. And to answer that, <laughs> that's a loaded question, but... Um, Okay. Well, that would put me starting. We're going to start with the first part of that question and that would have to be physical reality itself. Physical reality isn't real. Nobody sees sees that really. It's a trick. It's a trick. You've tricked yourself in your mind, or you've programmed your mind with another belief system. Or believe to tell yourself, yeah, I'm willing to entertain it, but you're not really entertaining it at all. You're just masturbating intellectually with it, just kind of playing with it, you know? It's just a philosophy. You're not seriously inquiring. It would take you many, many years of beating around the bush before you would get actually serious about inquiring about what I just said. And then when you do, you'd get scared. And when you got scared, you would realize just how physically threatening this is. That's not philosophy. And when you're done at some point you'll realize you've been avoiding it for your whole life and you've been playing all these stupid games and throwing up these kind of smoke screens and your life's like a squid squirting ink to get away because the truth is is a predator and it's chasing you and it's all the time and you're constantly running so your mind is constantly running and it's playing these these squid inking games and because your mind is a survivor and because it is 
um, you're a survivor and you're still alive, then you'll have gotten to really be good at this skillful game of the mind. And you can't weasel your way out of it. Um, you just come up with all sorts of excuses and everything just so it can shut the mind off to not think about any of this stuff like la 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 that's what your reasoning of ideology of problematic because it locks the mind into one single perspective and what human growth and development's all about is about the expanding of your capacity to make or to take on more and more perspectives of well pretty much at every ever every level of spiral dynamics to uh, different stages of different important topics. But I know that was a long, drawn-out um, But the second part of that would be um, the other problem of ideology is that it oversimplifies matters and why it does that is because it wants to judge and to blame and to demonize. So it's not really interested in exploring an issue seriously and in all seriousness. It's interested in creating a straw man, or if you will, um, out of itself and then beating down that straw man Um to certain parts of your reality. So it seems like it wins. It's oppressive and violent and radic radicaliz it's radically polarization radicalization polarization. I don't know if that's uh it's kind of um kind of the opposite of love and consciousness or whatever um it has no purpose in development of the for the whole it's very focused on itself um and we're gonna take a time out folks those are my keys so we're gonna have to uh do this later.